some brands are legendary. In every category, someone sets the standard, and some of them even have raving fans. Join Scott Wozniak and Jack Fussell, the CEO and CMO of Swaz Consulting, on a journey of discovery. How did the legends do it? And how can you become a legendary brand too? All right, Scott. Well, last podcast, we talked about customer insights. And so I'm assuming now we're going to jump into what I'm really excited about, which is like these amazing experiences. Is that where you take brands? Is that we go from like customer insights and now we have enough information that we can create these like, wow, big things that takes everyone's breath away. I wish, because that stuff is so fun and we're totally going to get there. And man, if we skip this next step, it doesn't matter. In fact, what we say is that the first critical thing you got to do is get operational excellence. I mean, the basics, the fundamentals, you know, the, the boring stuff, right? That's the boring stuff, Scott. <laughs> yeah. um, it reminds me of you wrote this in a newsletter that just went out and you said, if you want to become a writer, you have to write. And none of us want to hear that. We want to just go to conferences and events and say, yes. oh my gosh, I'm a writer. I'm working on my first novel. Right. Uh, but you're right. The boring part is actually writing. Yeah. And in this case, it's having operational excellence. That's what we don't think of. Yeah. In fact, we say it is first in sequence and in priority. Like yeah. If we don't get this right, none of the rest of the engine matters, man. You, you've got to get excellent at the fundamentals of your operation. And I really do mean like the basic boring stuff. Like if you're a restaurant, we're talking about things like clean space and the food is hot and the uh, people are friendly when they serve it to you. I mean, not, not the, like we have this really cool exotic experience that we'll get there. We will get there, but it, okay. Well, well, since I'm talking about restaurants, let me, let me use an anti-example to make my point. I want to pick on McDonald's, right? Now, for the record, if anybody's listening, I am not actually anti-McDonald's. I was say, don't uh, mess with my fries, my nuggies. Do not go there. <laughs> well, listen, they, they make a lot of money. I mean, they're they're a phenomenally successful business. Uh, I've got friends who've worked at the headquarters. They're nice people. They're smart. But man, um, I mean, the ironic tragedy is they got huge because they were famous for being systematically excellent. And now, at least in the U.S., I know internationally, this is uh, often a very different thing. But in the U.S., McDonald's is now infamous for not being operationally excellent. Like we go because it's cheap and easy and because we grew up on it and it's kind of an indulgence. But you don't go because you count on it to be awesome, right? I mean, I, I've done this in keynotes all over the U.S. I'll say, it. just hey, put your hand up. I got you know thousand people in the room, ten thousand, and I'm like, put your. How many of you have a McDonald's near you that just nails it? Like it's friendly and they're fast and it's clean and the you know the food's always fresh and and almost nobody puts their hand up. About once a year, I'll do like hundred talks a year. About once a year, somebody will put their hand up, and I'm like, sweet, where's yours? And everyone yeah. will be like, really? But, <laughs> It's rough, man. Um, They're doing a lot of things right. This is not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I've had a lot of dinners together, like these cool guys dinners. We've never done one of these at McDonald's. No, no. And I I think I could safely promise you, I I never planned to do one of these cool. We'll do this around the country. Um, In Atlanta, Jack and I live. We'll host these events, bring some of our favorite folks together, pick a cool restaurant, spend three to four hours talking about life and business and 
it's just super cool. So, you know, I'll do these in Atlanta, LA, Dallas. I mean, where I've got a couple of hubs around the country where I do this, but yeah, Jack, ne- <laughs> never at McDonald's. Huh? Funny, <laughs> funny. Huh? Oops. Um, Oops. Now, now here, here's the thing though, is, is um, you mentioned fries, right? And uh, that gets me thinking though, because, because on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, you can't count on McDonald's. They're, they're terrible, but not always. Right. Like I, I've gotten lucky. I've got, yeah. I'm in a rush. Or it's the only place nearby. You go in and those fries just, you just catch them right when they happen to come out. You open the box. There actually are 20 nuggets. Like I, I always count on my, like, and I got five of the feet one. That's, yeah, right. that's, that's a good day. You know, they're that's all right. there and I got cool. Some of the ones with the boots on them. Those are great. I mean, once in a while, when you get lucky, I mean, listen, no offense. I used to work at Chick-fil-A, no offense to my Chick-fil-A buddies. McDonald's might have the best fries in the business. Oh yeah. When they're fresh, right? The problem is not that I've never had good fries in McDonald's. I've had maybe the best fries in my life at McDonald's. The problem is that I have also gone in and gotten unlucky. Yeah. And those fries are cold. I've been sitting there for 35 minutes. They're hard and chewy. It's not that they're never good. And and this is the mistake that we make. We talk about operational excellence. This is the first big aha is to say, and me, myself included, all of us, our instinct is to be like, yeah, let's think about how good my recipe is, how smart my people are. I've got this proprietary thing. Like when we're on our A game, here's how good it can be. That is not what your, your customers are asking. They're not asking how good can you be? They're not asking how unique is your service or your stuff. The question they're asking before they ask anything else is, can I trust you? Wow. That is huge. That question. And that's, I, I, a few episodes ago, I threw out this phrase, and I really do believe this, that trust is the currency of business. Yes. Uh, yes. hundred percent. It really is. It will. We've seen it before. When you fall in love with something, you trust it. You know, price doesn't matter at that point. I mean, we all have our price limitations. You can't say price doesn't matter at all. Kia and Ferrari are two different worlds, but your question is, can I trust what I'm going to invest in my Kia or can I trust yeah. what I'm going to invest in my Ferrari? And then when you lose it, money also follows. Yeah. Oh yeah. People simply walk away. They walk away. And, and it's easier to lose trust, I think, than most people expect. Right. We're like, I mean, I'm mostly there. Right. Okay. McDonald's. Uh, let's, let's put McDonald's again. I'm picking on McDonald's today. Um, so I'm just going to run with it. Jack, when I talk about McDonald's ice cream machines, what do you think? Broken. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Like, in fact, there's, there's like social media accounts dedicated to this websites and lawsuits. I mean, this is a whole, you know, I'm looking at memes right now. There's one right now. And it says they finally called a professional to fix the ice cream machine. And it's a DQ truck sitting out in front of the McDonald's. (laughs) 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 That's that's brilliant. Wow. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Ouch. Okay. So one of my favorites, I was looking this up. Um, your listeners, you guys should check this out. Go to www.mcbroken.com. (laughs) <laughs> mcbroken.com. This is real. And no, McDonald's did not make this site. They're actually trying to take it down. Uh, lately, they've been having trouble. The, the, the percentages won't pull up. And I think McDonald's is trying to block the guy from showing his stuff. So it's a for those of you who haven't looked it up yet, it's a real-time map of the U.S. that Whoa. shows all the ice cream machine broken locations. In fact, it updates every hour where are the broken ice cream machines around me? You can zoom in on like your city, zoom out. Oh my gosh. It's ridiculous, man. Are you looking at it? 
Yeah. It is crazy. There's a lot of broken ones right now in my area. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, Hey, be warned, right? If you're, you're craving the old ice cream cone, uh, you know, take a quick look and make sure you don't go to a bad spot. Um, uh, it's nuts, man. They're famously broken for their ice cream machines, right? Oh my but, gosh. Okay. I've been talking about this for years and I'll pull this up. I'll have people do this in, in live workshops with clients on companies. I'll be like, okay, pull it up right now. Let's look at the dadgum website. Right. And we'll look through it and we'll all be laughing at McDonald's. And, and then this is where like, you know, we're poking at McDonald's, like let's do a reality check. Most of you are thinking, yeah, but I'm not as bad as McDonald's. Right. I mean, we're not perfect, but we're pretty good. So they should trust us. And then on this site that on the right, it'll show you the percentages for some of the key metropolitan areas like New York and whatnot, but it'll have the national percentage rate. And, um, and over the years I've been looking through this and it has hovered between 10% and 14% broken. Jeez. Now my first reaction is like, dude, you guys like really got to get fixed that it's not one or two machines, but let me flip that around. That means that 86 to 90% of the time they're functional and working. And a lot of us are like, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm no McDonald's like 90% of the time we get that part, right? Like we're pretty good. Yeah. 90% functional is enough to make you famously bad. Yeah. If you nail it 90% of the time, we will put websites up to talk about how bad you are. Yeah. We will make memes and mock you. That is a crazy number. Yeah. So if it's 10%, I just did the math while you were talking. McDonald's, they estimate about 25 million people a day eat at McDonald's just in the US. Mm. It's around 70 million globally. Um, 25. So that's 2.5 million people a day potentially that will run into on the low end, the 10%, who will run into a store that the machine is broken. That is, I mean, can you imagine? Wow. Can you imagine us trying to sign a new client and he's like, so what's your success rate? Well, you know, about 10% of the people, 15% hate us. Uh, we deliver nothing to them. We literally send them to another company to work with. It's not that they didn't even like our ice cream. Yeah. Well, it's actually, that we couldn't even we, offer them we one. promise them something. And then when they try to buy it, we reject them and tell them they have to go to a competitor to get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's guys. Operational excellence is not optional. This isn't like you, you can't outsell this. I mean, McDonald's reportedly McDonald's spent over a billion and a half dollars last year, just last year on advertising in just the domestic US, not global. I mean, massive ad spend. And whether you like the food or not, I mean, they're getting world-class advertising, right? Da-da-da-da-da. Whether you've eaten there in the last five years or not, you finish that in your head. Like yeah. th this is, this is it's cool graphics and there's funny bits and, and none of it is making us think they're awesome. Like, like they're throwing huge piles of money trying to compensate for the fact that they are broken on a regular basis. And this isn't, this is just the broken ice cream machines. We haven't talked about like, well, the fries were cold or they messed up my order. I didn't get all the nuggets I wanted. I mean, all those little things start stacking and stacking and stacking. And, you know, they advertise enough to just kind of fight this churn. But listen, I, I'm going to go even further. I'm going to say, not only can you not out advertise this, in fact, this is the Scott Wozniak plan for ruining your brand. I know this is exactly why you came to this podcast. Uh, finally, we're getting to the stuff you want, right? <laughs> you're like, I hate my company. I'm ready to destroy yeah. it. If you're like hating your boss and ready to burn it to the ground, this is what we're here for. Uh, it's, it's a separate product we offer, right? The, okay, so exactly. here, here's the Scott and Jack plan to ruin your company. Ready? 
we would come help you build world-class marketing and advertising to get tons of attention and a lot of interest in your brand. And then we would help you build really bad operational system. Cause then everybody would come find out, Hey, let's go check those guys out. Oh, they're terrible at their job. And in the space of a year or two, man, word would go around and everybody would know, don't work with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. If you, so in other words, you should hire us to work with your competitors. That sounds like <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yes. We, we'll set you up with a great ad agency. They'll charge you a ton <laughs> yeah. of money and we'll go help your competitors be operationally awesome. McDonald's is like, who hired you guys? Well, Burger King. They yeah, send us over. Exactly so. right. But you guys are doing such a good job yourself. Let's just let you have it. <laughs> yeah. We, so. we, we, you don't need our help. You guys are, you guys are already on plan. McDonald's. <laughs> well done. Well done. That, that is crazy. I mean, that it truly is a crazy way of building a business and to be proud of that, you know, and United Airlines, I hear a lot of companies say, oh, well, it's the space we're in. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Well, airlines are airlines, right? You cannot change. A few weeks ago, I was somewhere, uh, I was one of our clients somewhere and went to fly back to Atlanta and there was a weather delay. The entire Atlanta airport had shut down. Right. And I'm up in, I don't know where I was near DC somewhere and Delta flights, United flights, all of them were canceled for that moment. Yep. And I spent an extra several hours, which is always fun because airports are so much fun to hang out in. Right. Um, Great customer experience. Those guys. And this one had no Delta lounge. So it was like, everyone's just like all the business people are just roaming like free cattle. Like (laughs) I don't even know where to go, but United airlines and they just took it down. I think I researched it. It went down last year, there used to be a website very similar to the one you just mentioned called Untied, Mm. which was all about United. And it would show on a daily basis how many delayed flights. It was an aggregate of complaints. So they would bring in the Google complaints, like all the various complaint things. And it was literally just a place for people to have a voice. And United, there was a little warning at the top said for the last few years, United is suing us trying to take this wet. Well, they finally did. Got it. But Delta doesn't have that problem. And they have the same storm, right? The same storm, the same airport terminals, the same security check-in process. Yep. Literally, you cannot talk about a business where 90% of the, the the stuff, I mean, the same planes, they don't have- uh, Exactly, yeah. Planes with jacuzzis in the middle of them. Like, there's still planes. You still have small overhead things. You still have, you know, small windows, all the same exact things. But even in a cramped space, in a very tight space, a very regulated space- they one airline just tanks all day long and no one wants to be with them. And the other one has such loyalty, um, such raving fans. And even though, honestly, the difference is just a few percentage points in what they can actually affect, but they do, they play in that space. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And you could do this down the line. We talked about Bucky's in an earlier episode, right? Or I mean, play to McDonald's. It's like, it's fast food. What are you going to do? Well, I'm new core steel has been one of our clients. Um, and so listen, it's a re- it's literally a regulated commodity product. The steel has to be made a particular way so that engineers can use it. It's the same steel, right? There are lots of examples of this where you're like, ah, you, the fundamentals of things like being on time, the friendly way you communicate it, how you follow up. This isn't the parties, right? And right. there's fundamentals that make the difference. And it all comes down to this question. Can I trust you? And we think, oh, I got nine. Listen, we're 90% of there. It's fine. I mean, we always mess up a little bit, but let me let me rephrase it, Jack, because it, it gets really big deal. We, sometimes I have to, to land the plane here and say, listen, guys, being inconsistently excellent will earn you the same amount of trust as consistent failure. Wow. 
You don't get partial credit for being partially excellent. Even up to 90%, hey, 90% excellent is enough to make you famously broken. Yeah. There's no participation awards. You know, like you just, you don't get credit for showing up. No, you don't even get credit for showing up. Some of the, being inconsistently excellent earns the same trust as consistent failure. Because trust is a human fundamental, right? Think about it, Jack. Like, hey, man, I, I have a great relationship with this girl. I mean, she only cheats on me once in a while. It's great, right? Like, no, no, right? Yeah, like exactly. this employee, he's great. He only steals from me once a year. We have a great employee. Like, yeah. dude, you either trust him every time or you don't trust him at all. It, it's not, yeah, it only not takes- good enough. Yeah. No one ever says, I love that restaurant. I only get food poisoning like once a month. Right. Right. Exactly. Like totally. It's a great weight loss program. Just go and. Hey, now that you're saying that, Jack, we, we could like, we could do that. Right. Salmon. It could be part of our business model is yes, where the... we help doom your business and you can lose weight while you eat here. So Dude, we've got, we've got, we got to launch a new company, right? <laughs> Salmonella brand killers. Like this is going to oh be epic, Jack. Uh, you know, that probably actually would be a really good podcast. <laughs> Kill your business. And we just, every week, just talk about how to do it. Just bring in examples of people who are killing their business. Yeah. You're about to go. Can you, can you imagine being invited as a guest to that one? Like, hey, Jack, oh I gosh. just heard you're going into bankruptcy. We'd love to come and have you talk about it on our podcast. What did you, you just do? got fired from United Airlines. Will you be our keynote? <laughs> Oh man, I have to admit I'm tempted. Uh, Hey, maybe after we get this one up and rolling, we can come back and do the, uh, the wreck, the wreck your business podcast. That one will go viral. That would be hilarious. Okay. But that is, I mean, that's the struggle that, you know, even Chipotle, poor Chipotle, you know, their, their food is amazing, Yeah, but they had so many health issues there for a while. And it just, it parks itself back in the back of your subconscious. And and it's been years and we still wonder, am I safe? Can I trust him? Like these are fundamental issues. It doesn't go away. And that is what's so hard about this entire thing. And, you know, look at McDonald's versus Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A does not have a dollar menu. Yeah. They don't, they don't even attempt it. Because at McDonald's, they're like, you know, you, you think to yourself, well, it's only a dollar. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't taste great, it's only a dollar, right? Because yeah. th- so they have to go to that like really low budget entry space uh, where it's just about cost and it's not about quality at all because they can't deliver on what they're promising. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Well, let's wrap this up and move on. But I, I got to, I can't resist how I typically go. This is not um, ex- hype. It's not just about throwing a lot of money at it. There are tactical things you do, and we're going to get into all those ways to do it from how to set up measures. I mean, one of the fundamental things is like, if you don't, if you don't have numbers on this, you're kind of crossing your finger and yeah, I think we show up most of the, like, if you can't tell me, no, no, we're at 97%. Like if you don't have a, a number and you're going off your gut, there's your first problem, right? Yeah. Like, is this a real professional thing you do? Or are you just like, well, yeah, I, I think my, my people are on time. Like, well, you don't know, you don't have a way of, if it's important to your business, you should be measuring it. Um, and, and not 95 things, but three, four, six things at tops. What are the fundamentals you measure? And and do you provide your people the tools? And the, so there's a lot of like tactical stuff you do that allows you to say, hey, we're professional about this. This is how we do it. I'll give you one of my favorites. I can't resist just kind of creating this level of clarity. I'm a big fan of management by picture. 
you could talk, talk, talk for a lot of you in the more technical space, right? Like we got a job site or a service truck or or maybe even a restaurant space or like, here's the environment I need to set up to do my job well. And then you'll have these arguments like, did it, was it clean enough? And did you make it sharp enough? And it's all these opinion arguments and dude, take a picture of a perfect setup, laminate that, stick it up on the wall, paste it in the truck. I mean, and then the managers who's supposed to check in on it say, okay, clean it up, take a picture. We'll compare your picture to the picture on the wall, put it in the app. Right. And like, yep. now, now this isn't like some sort of argument and fuzzy, like, I don't know. My boss was always riding me to be more organized, whatever that means. Right. Like, dude, make it look like the picture. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> be a pro about this and stop making everybody guess so again, we're going to get lots of tools and tactics, but this idea of, again, it's not, this isn't like a, what's that old joke? It's like uh, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> yes. That, that is not how you get operational excellence. It's not the next part of the engine. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Whips. I know that's again, that that's, that's for the wreck your brand plan. Jen. <laughs> Save that for the next podcast. Um, yeah, but there are tactical things you do systematic changes that say, man, this is just normal business for us. We get it right 95% of the time, 99% of the time. You can do it. Every, in, it doesn't matter how hard your space is. Get it right, earn the trust, and then everything else becomes possible. Thanks for spending some time with us on your journey to legendary. If you enjoyed this episode and want more content like this, you may want to sign up for our newsletter. You can do that and learn about all the ways we are helping leaders build legendary brands at swazconsulting.com. That's www.swozconsulting.com. Greatness is possible. You just have to build the right engine.